episode 291, Between Two Wheels podcast. This is Tyler Yonke. We're talking stage three of the Tour de France. Where are we at here? We are at Amor Bieta Exchano to Bayonne, 193 kilometers. We've got a sprint stage. We've got a KOM issue. We've got relegation. We've got drama at the finish. Hang on. Coming up. Massive number of people have been upgrading. Yes, there you go. You see the graceful limb that you were talking about before. The race we've got yet again, and a victor then goes victory to an American Andy Hampton. The belt of go by. He looks at the Colombian rider. How are you doing? Straight past Santiago Patero, and he's coming up to Pantani. Armstrong is uh, sitting in the last few hundred meters as we come towards the finish of this monumental stage in Armstrong. As we start to approach the line now, Pantani quits his deep and accelerates and over the line. He's going now to win stage number 15. Sepkus, an emotional finish from Durango in the USA. Sepkus wins. back episode 291 stage three we just said it 193 kilometers a little bit of drama and brian wants to know what's the intro music it's it's literally like uh uh copyright free music you can get off the youtube or something like that i found i don't know it's called retribution that's what it is uh, it's just metal it's it's a metal group of some sort I'll find out, Brian, and I'll, I'll let you know. Uh, I'm just trying to mix it up here because I do love Tool. But what I'm trying to also do is not have everything copyright strike uh, on YouTube. So you use some music like this. You throw in a few clips that are not going to have a problem. You janky them up. And what happens? Stage 2, yesterday's episode, does get restricted. They said it took it down. It's still up. Uh, YouTube said they took it down, but it's, uh, I'm showing it's still there. So I don't know. I need to, to look into this. Get a notification. Uh, so it's what it is. Uh, but But... But we're, we're here we're for today, and let's add this to the stream here. Here was a stage for today, and what did I say yesterday? I picked Philipson, and I also said, look, this is what uh, – I, I kind of got lucky, I think. Uh, I said, uh, Nilsson Palace, what he needs to do is he just has to race about 60 kilometers. That's all he has to do. It's a climb at the start. It's easy for him to then get away. It's a much easier way for the break to form. He can do so. And get all the all the KOM points for today, and and that's exactly what happened. He got up there with uh, Penchant, the, the 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 French guy. They had a great time. They were fist bumping. They were patting each other on their ass. They looked like they had a good time. And Nelson Palace strikes out, takes the cat three, the four, the three, the three. I think he makes about eight hundred dollars or eight hundred euros on the day for that. Uh, the the sprint spot actually that the the French guy got was I think fifteen hundred so he he made out much better and then he also got the combativity award but it was good Nelson's once again another day in the in the mountains jersey that's probably goes with some 
some money as well. So did I ruin the whole stage for us? Not quite. Let's take a look here and, and see exactly what we have going on for today. I'll pull up this uh, some of these video, the highlights here, and we'll walk through them as we've done. MVDP, Matthew Vanderpoel, yes. That's a, a clear sign of things to come because he will play a part in this. And by the way, I, I did a, I watched yesterday after my show, I then went and had watched uh, Chris Horner's show, which I think does some of the best. Why am I all, let's try to focus this in here. Okay, why am, um, Chris Horner's show, some of the best analysis of breakdowns and he does a little bit different things and, and I appreciate that. You get everyone's input all the, across the board. Um, the Belgians were upset, much like Chris Horner, actually, and he, but he, he can um, emphasize and, and, and outline it a little better than they can. They were upset that Vinigo did not help out Wout in the sprint. Now, I said a few things, which is uh, Kelderman should have jumped on the wheel of Lafay going by. If he's not able to jump on the wheel, by the way, then you're definitely not going to pull him back. So that's a thing you do right away. You try to jump on his wheel. If you're not able to jump on his wheel, you're not going to be able to pull him back in the first place. So that's done and dusted. It's what you should have done. Now, Chris Horner says, and da Vinigo, by the fact that he should have actually gone down the mountain there with Pogacar, uh, because there is a chance when you get down there the last few kilometers, you get to the bottom. If the two of you are away, you just say, I'm not working because I've got Wout behind to sprint and you do all the work. You might actually win. Plus, you're putting on some seconds there. Okay. That's that's valid. And if you don't do that, then you might as well pull for him at the finish. Now, I saw some other people saying today, uh, no, 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 the, the Vinigo does not do that because that puts his racing in jeopardy. You don't do that at all. Eh, I don't think that that's the case. You can definitely do a quick pull there. You're not going to I mean, look how much work uh, Pogacar has been doing over the time. Look, you, you sprinted for. Uh, a shot to get a, little, a bonus second at the top of the climb. Why wouldn't you just pull for him? So I get it. There's everyone's opinions are out there and open. I think the most obvious though is that Kelderman should have tried to jump on the phase wheel, but I do give him a pass because that's not his position typically. Anyway, there, there you go. The, the, the Belgians are upset and are they going to be upset today at the finish? Uh, it's going to be a sprint spot. There's the Faye in green. There's the map of France. There is your uh, route that you're taking. And um, look, all, like I said, kilometers one through 100 or so is where the climbing is. And basically from kilometer zero, you had... Now, I'm not a fan of Nielsen Palace wearing red shorts. I don't think that's a great look on him. Uh, I know it's with the pink jersey, but I thought yesterday wearing your team shorts with the polka dots was better. The pink and the red don't mix. It's just, it's, a, it's not a good thing, but... You're doing your thing here. I do appreciate that. Uh, sets out. He's got, let's see if this says the guy's name here with him. Um, Pinchon. Pinchon uh, from, from Arkea Sansic. And he is, um, he's a French guy. So they had a good time out there today. Look at this. Nelson Palace goes across uh, many of these today. Every time he was posting up, he was signaling to the crowd. He had a great time. I thought it was fine. Now, you know, you go back to the good old days where everyone hated everyone, where Lance Armstrong chased people down, uh, sues them out of, <laughs> out of oblivion. Uh, it maybe, maybe you like the good old days where everyone hated each other a little more. I actually thought this was pretty good because there's no way, there's no zero chance when you get just the two of them that they're going to make it to the finish. So Nelson does the, the wise thing, which is he sits up, 
uh, but we'll get there in a second. LeFay breaks out and says, I want to have a chance at this uh, green jersey. So he takes off. He gets about a minute. He's like in between the gap of the break and the, the, the pen, peloton. And so he goes across the sprint for third place, uh, wraps that up all by himself. Back behind, though, um, who did we have here for? Lafay would here. soon be back. Um, who ended up winning that? Was it Mads Pedersen? I think it was Mads Pedersen got uh, the fourth place. So, you know, points go down there. You've got Binion, uh, Philipson, uh, Cavendish. A few of these other guys are all kind of in the mix there for that. And you could kind of tell that's how it's going to play out. Now, Lafay gets caught, caught back. Uh, 100 kilometers after they go over the finish or the, the, the KOM, Nelson bids adieu to Pinchon. They give each other a fist bump, a little pat on the ass, a lot going on there. I don't know if they're making out after the race, but that's what it is. Pinchon, then, um, he does end up taking, taking it on for himself. They cross from Spain into France with the Frenchman in the lead. Perfectly fine. Great weather today. He gets caught at 37 and a half or so kilometers to go. And you've got this whole group here ready to go to the finish. I, by the way, I'm going to just lay it out there. No wrecks that I saw, at least, you know, in the sprint finish final. Glad to see, very much glad to see that. Nilsson is making fans. He's likable, says Brian. I totally agree. And by the way, you never know when you're going to get this chance again. Enjoy it. He's off the front. There's, there was no problem with him doing what they, these guys had a good time today. It was the perfect scenario to do these kind of things. It's not always going to be the case. You do this kind of uh, cheering and, you know, fist bumping or, or chest posting up over the top of a climb with some guys that you're going, uh, you know, toe to toe with. They're, they're all they're, It's not going to work out well. They're going to think you're dicks. But these two seem to be just fine. So Nelson speaks French. I'm sure that was part of it. Maybe they knew each other regardless. Um, that's where you have 2.5 K to go. This shit got crazy because you had sprint team after sprint team lining the road, trying to do their duty. And Lottel Sudal is the one leading things in here. You've got Arkea Samsic. Uh, no, not Arkea Samsic. Uh, Alpacine Phoenix. You've got the uh, Norwegian team down there. Bahrain is down there. Uh, Interwanching Marche for Binion. They're down there. Um, you've got Case Bold trying to lead out for... Uh, Cavendish down there. Then you've got Wout, who had Christophe Laporte at one point, but then he kind of just was going solo and, and surfing wheels. You also had Lotto Destiny. I think that's the team. And they were for Caleb Ewing. They're down there. You have Jayco down there for um, a Gronenwagen. I mean, it, it blows the mind of how many different teams are there. And you don't really have these full sprint teams anymore. You just have like select parts of them. Going in here, 1.5, you've got the the um, Sudal team on the front. They're doing what they can. Now, the the Binion over here on the, the Interwanchi Marche team, they their guy leading out Binion, he comes up here on our left, and he really makes a hard effort, but he can't quite get up to the wheel. For some reason, there's a gap there. Now, it's going to be a problem. If you can't hold, and, and this pace coming into the last few kilometers was just insane for all the riders, which really puts it to the sprinters. Um, the Sudal rider has a bit of a gap here, but when that happens, you then end up getting the Alpacine threesome coming up here uh, into the last few corners, uh, 900 meters to go. You've got, I'm trying to remember the rider's name, but right on his wheel is Matthew Vanderpoel and then uh, Jesper Philipson. Now, Jakobsen should be there. His teammates up the front. I don't even know where he's at. This, this thing got scattered all over the place. 500 meters to go. You start to get Groningwagen coming up there. Wout's on Jesper Philipson's wheel. 
Uh, over on the other side is Bauhaus for Bahrain. You've got, I don't know where Jakobsen even was. I didn't really see him in the mix when I was able to do the overhead shot. But right here at 275, you see, wow, take a jump. Now, we're get, I don't know if, how much we're going to break this down as far as the last sprint. There's been a lot of it today. A lot of people have been breaking this down. I'll just say this. This was a blind man putting up the barriers for the road, uh, the finish today. And if the UCI had at all decided that there was a relegation to be had, it would have been an embarrassment because it was their barriers that really caused the problem. There's a sprint idea, which is you, you carry your line or you carry your lane. There's a little bit of a difference here, but you don't deviate off of that. And the point of that is you don't want hard accelerations or, or movements right to left. The person that had the most movement today, if you look back in the field, it was Caleb Ewing almost taking out Gronawagen. And, and as soon as you, you let up and you have to break or you have to pause, your day is done. Okay. So we're seeing this here. Philipson starts off. The road turns to the right. So he's heading straight ahead and you don't really see him deviate, him being uh, Philipson. Now he, he crosses over the road. You can see him moving, but that's the way the road is going. And then as soon as this, anyway, Philipson gets the win, Bauhaus second, Caleb Ewing third, uh, and we'll get to the rest of them. I think Cavendish was like fifth or so, Wout in there as well. Um, so uh, are they going to show this? Maybe the Philipson sat on the, uh, the hot seat for a while. They said maybe, maybe not. Um, we're not sure, but here you go. Here's Philipson. He's going, and it's hard, because, and then it looks like he's pushing Wout over to the side. Wout then sits up. And then Philipson continues on. And then right before the finish, you don't really see it here. Philipson almost crashes into the barriers. But the barriers were snaking inside and outside. I had no problems with what he did. It looked to me like to be a clean uh, sprint. I did not hear at all Wout, his take on it. If you thought he was pushed into the barrier, you didn't see him raise a hand, kind of like protesting. Uh, so for that, I think we'll give it to him. Now, I watched yesterday. I brought up the, um, maybe we'll go to that right away here. So anyway, Philipson ends up getting the win. Good for him. Big post up, uh, Bauhaus, Caleb Ewing, Jakobsen. Uh, also, Phil, uh, Fabio Jakobsen did get fourth. Okay. Uh, Walt Van Ert, Cavendish, Muis, Gornewagen, Pedersen, and Brian Cocard. So, um, I mean, look, Philipson had the best team, the best lead out when you needed it, which was Matthew Vanderpoel doing an incredible pole, setting him off at the, just letting him go at the perfect time. Everyone else petered out. They either went too soon, they blew up their wad, they got mixed up in their turn or something, but Matthew Vanderpoel did exactly what he needed to do, and he let Philipson sprint when he needed to sprint. No change in the overall. Adam Yates there, uh, KOM jersey for the green jersey for Lafay. He looks always in, very interested. That, <laughs> that picture, <laughs> he looks very interested. KOM for um, uh, Nelson Palace. Uh, and then tomorrow, tomorrow, I think, is an even easier day of the sprint, but a little bit of jagged stuff coming here right near the, the near the end. So you may see a little bit more of a, I don't know if an attack or something along the lines there. Now, yesterday, we I talked about in the show that, uh, what's his name here? Let's take, do this one. Uh, and I was arguing because Chris, Chris Horn, or Chris Flower and um, Kurt Mills, my two buddies in here, they, they, 
it's actually Kurt. Kurt doesn't agree with anything I say. So if, if I want him to agree with something I actually believe in, I just say the opposite and he instantly comes out against it. But I was uh, mentioning <clears throat> that uh, Lantern Rouge yesterday and I played the clip where he's like, hey, he threw a bottle, he being Wout Venert and then mocked, you know, is mocking him at the finish. And I played the clip of Wout coming across the finish. I'm like, there's, there's no bottle throw. His hand's oh, uh, obviously open. There's nothing there. So I mentioned that to Kurt. He did happen to come up with this, which uh, check this out. This is, um, I don't know, some Twitter guys thing here. Uh, this is after the finish. So while it does throw his bottle and it does land right. Hey, look at the Pagatra. Tad is going, what? And then Tad is uh, talking about it later. Watch. There you go. So, uh, and I did happen to see the Lantern Rouge guy today, and he did he did mention how there was a difference there. So I appreciate that at least him backtracking a little bit here. Um, but uh, that that's that's one aspect. Okay, Brian <clears throat> mentioned it here. Uh, Mike Tunison was leading Gourmet and flapping his arms like crazy. To say he was out of gas. Yes, I I I, I noticed that, and I I noticed. And look, that's part of the thing is just like you you hope your guy understands. You don't have it. Come around me, jump on this wheel. I'm opening the gap. Help, uh, Michael Tunison there. Uh, but he's a good lead out, and Gourmet got up there. So I'm not sure exactly what happened, but I think a lot of this this heat coming down in the last 5k of just utter speed. And then trying to fill in moves and and that's part of it too. Is like if your guy could give you the smoothest ride where you're not touching your brakes, you're not having to close gaps. You then when the sprint happens, like it did, when you're able to come off of Matthew Vanderpool's wheel, um, then that's good. Uh, Chris says Lantern Root catches all. He didn't though. That's that's the hang on here. Let's fix this. Um, that's part of the Chris. Uh, if you want, just let me know. You come join me for one of these nights. I'm just letting you know. Um, okay, let's take a look at the results. I uh, hope you guys have a good fourth, by the way. Um, I don't know about you. I had to work today. Uh, Philip, uh, Jasper Phillips and Bill Hot Bauhaus. We talked about the first 10 here. Gourmet, uh, Sam Wellsford for DSM. He's an uh, um, Aussie, Aussie. Christoph, uh, he back there in 14th. Um, Mike Tunis, and there he is in 17th. Uh, Adam Kirsch, Peter Sagan. Who? <laughs> Peter Sagan. Uh, okay. Uh, let's take a look. I wanted to... Uh, to I did have a few, and these very well may get me banned uh, from YouTube uh, altogether. But uh, whoops, there we go. Maybe uh, there we go. Uh, these are I don't know what the, the point of this, but this was this is the celebrations that you saw of <laughs> uh, Nielsen Palace pump in the air. I mean, this was, there was a lot big crowds out there today, and uh, a little touch on the back. Uh, once again, I'm not a fan of the pink and the uh, red combo but uh, that's what it is um oh kurt uh, no chris says i haven't uh, seen the show but i'll take your word for it okay thank you uh, kurt mills the lantern rouge was right about the bottle uh, no if you watch yesterday's show you'll actually see uh not and matter of fact i didn't tell you this today chris <clears throat> or kurt i watched the uh lantern rouge show today and he made a correction about that I'll have to go back and, and pinpoint it. If I cared, I, I possibly uh, would uh, go back and do that. Uh, but maybe I, maybe I don't care enough. Um, let's watch the actual, then this may get me struck down against on, on YouTube, but I think it's, it's probably worth it to watch the uh, last bit of the, 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 the sprint here come into the 1K. Now just look, it, the road's taken to the right. Now, now right there. So 
<clears throat> this is the problem you have. And I don't know. And by the way, Lantern Rouge, I'm going to keep picking on him today. So in his after show, he's like, yeah, this is ridiculous. It's perfectly fine. And then he put out a video and he, he made it sound like, uh, the, like, uh, the Philipson should have been, uh, relegated. So I, I don't know where to go. And the initial reaction I think is right. Maybe he broke it down more and then he's like, it shouldn't be, but look, look right there. You just see this. They're not following the lanes of the road, right? They, they look at that. They're crossing over and that's what happens because you take a straight line and that's the way racing is. So uh, that was almost a wreck there. I'm not sure what happened there coming around uh, camera bike. Oh shit. Okay. There we go. Uh, and part of the problem is these trees overhang. You can't really always see everything. Once again, Matthew Vanderpoel just lighting it up here. Uh, Grunner Wagon's trying to come up on the right. And then he, or, or I'm sorry, who was the, the here's Vanderpoel at this point. Uh, picking the pace super high. Got a little boxy, boxy going on back there. The road meanders to the left. By the way, this is, this very well could get this uh, channel struck down for a copyright. And then he peels off. Now, what, what you can do as a sprinter and a lead out, it's nice. You're peeling off to give your guy the best shot. To, to do so, but if you really want to be a prick, you you peel off to a way that only Philipson could get around you. Okay, only him could get around you, and it boxes everyone in here. Uh, let's get some more um, Lantern Rouge uh, controversy. The title was clickbait. Should still no, but Brian, he uh, maybe I'll have to play that part because he actually said in there that he should have been DQ'd. But then you watch his video from earlier and it wasn't. How dare he? Appreciate the coverage you're providing of the Lantern Show. Uh, sure, why not? Uh, look, punch up. This is what you do. You've got to punch up. All right. Uh, let's. By the way, he's Australian. I, I, I'm like, um, this is what I said to, to the, my Yahoo friends here. I said, I don't understand his accent or his rationale. By the way, I just didn't understand either one of those. Okay. Um, so here's the sprint. Now look, obviously the, the road's angling now to the right. Uh, Wout still hasn't got even with him. Uh, right there, he's close to being even, but he. It, this is where Wout just kind of, he's already sitting up. So Wout's got room at that point. If he was trying to kick through and he cared, I just don't think Wout actually cared as much. So at this point, he's already, he's already done. And uh, then look, uh, right near the end, this is where, this is where the Lantern Rouge, I'm going back into him, he said, um, he was, he said, Philipson was deviating so much. He almost took himself out Well, the road was going there. I think that's kind of a bullshit claim. Plus he's Australian and a former attorney. I, <laughs> what Kurt, I, I don't know where you're going with this. This is an attorney. Who are you going to side with me or the other attorney? Right. All right. <clears throat> um, let's see. I don't think there's anything else really to, let's take a look quick. Look at the news here. See if there's anything in there. Philipson wins stage three. Impressive lead out from Vanderpoel. Hard to say whether Philipson Tour de France sprint was fair. That's what Wout is saying. Oh, there we go. We're going to have to uh, have to take a look at this one. Um, we'll read this one. Uh, Kurt says uh, the other attorney. I don't think he's practicing anymore. So he's making YouTube money, which, may, which means he may be doing a much, much better than all of us. Who knows? Uh, bumps with Philipson, spectators see Wout, uh, Vanner miss out in Tour de France, but leave stage with a smile. Okay. The, I didn't see that he threw a bottle. Look at tomorrow's finish. Tomorrow's finish. Right. I think it's in a, and Brian, you know, he's jumping ahead here. Uh, I think tomorrow's finish is on a, like a circuit, like a, a raceway. 
So it should be interesting. And what did I say about today's? I said, you know, if it's got some, if it's straight, straight away, it's very straight. You're looking at more of a Gronewagen type. If it's got any kind of uh, different issues, you're looking more of uh, Caleb Ewing. Uh, now, uh, Philipson, and by the way, this had a bit of a rise to it. Cavendish comes out and says, look, I don't do so well when it hits down. As soon as it started to pitch up a little bit, I started to actually feel the, 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 the being able to put the power down. It was much better than trying to spin out. Could be. I, I mean, him at a sixth place today is, is solid. Uh, is he going to get his 35th win? 35th? 35th win? I don't know. Uh, but I, I don't have a problem if he does. Um, I was well-placed, especially Christophe Laporte did a really good job. This is why I'm saying this. Job for me to bring me in position. Van Art said in the tricky finale, which included a hairpin two kilometer out and a curving road uh, to the finish, which tilted uphill. I tried to pass Jasper on the right side. He added having jumped from the wheel of the Alpacin rider train along with Laporte in the final kilometer. But yeah, then I lost my momentum a bit because we touched each other. Ooh. And I also touched the spectators. Oh, Hey, so in the final meters, I couldn't do my sprint. So, yeah, I mean, it doesn't look like he's really complaining too much there. Vanner uh, said that it was, quote, hard to say, unquote, whether Philipson's sprint was fair. <laughs> okay, come on. While Jumbo Visma director sportif uh, Arthur Van Donken told Cycling News uh, Weekly and Cycling Weekly that the problem was more the curving road to the finish. I think it's not all, I think it's also not up to me to judge, man, the, the Doing good for speaking English for not a first language uh, person, but come on, Ben Ert said. But before Donegan had his say, Wout started his sprint in third position, exactly what we planned. He added the case that the UCI rule says the last 200 meters should be straight line, and that's not the case. It's a not, yeah. Now, I will say this you look at the UCI rule book, and it actually says um, <clears throat> that it should be uh, a straight, the last 200 meters should be a straight line. It's not a shall, it's a should. It's, it's not permissive. It's permissive, not mandatory. So, okay. Um, Brian says finish on a racetrack, one kilometer flyer with Quinn Simmons in the USA Jersey on the 4th of July. Uh, sounds nice. I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, can't understand your accent says <laughs> Chris, Chris, do you remember the time when you was phonetically spelled out all the cyclists <laughs> names uh walsheed all those you see had it as wall street uh that's still one of my favorite episodes ever so um there we go okay let's uh take a look real quick at tomorrow now look i should probably maybe i should invest in like velo view or something where i can take a much better more detailed here let's go to pro cycling news uh, pro cycling stats where i can take a much better detailed look at the uh, the stages and, and the coming into the finish. But I mean, this is all we really have here. So um, this doesn't give me a breakdown of what it looks like. Uh, yeah, okay. Profiles, let's go to the profiles. There we go, to the finish. Evidently, uh, docks to Cote de Dumour to Nogaro. Um, how many miles we got this? 181 kilometers. Should be an, an easy sprint finish. I, I mean, there's what, what? There's a sprint early. There's the Cote de Dumour. It's a Cat Four. If it's all together, you're going to see probably Nelson try to get that. What's going to be interesting? Let's look in the next few days though, because you got his HC in the middle here. I mean, this is this will be interesting if, if, if Nelson is really serious about this KOM jersey, which I, he can climb well. It's not one of these. It's not no offense to Magnus Court Nelson last year. It's a Nelson combo, but. This Nielsen can 
actually climb. So it, it's, 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 this is what I anticipate once again. So two days from now, his race is 87 kilometers. Okay. He's got to do what he can do to either get in the break <clears throat> or to be near the front for this HC category and try to get over the top first and get a massive money point. That's HC at 87 kilometers. He doesn't have to get to the finish. That's on stage. What? Five, uh, stage six. I believe it's very similar. You've got a one and a cat three early, but then a one and a five at 98 kilometers. We're, we're literally talking about him climbing or racing 60, 60 miles for the next two, two days after the sprint day, he can take a rest on. Um, and then stage seven, we're not going to worry about that. So those are, those are some really some, some possibilities he can do. Who's going to win tomorrow. I can't tell who is in here, but we can at least see from today's racing who had the best sprint going on. Uh, Chris says old Dylan Greenwagon for the win tomorrow. Greenwagon, yeah. Okay, Greenwagon for the win. I can see that. I watched his race today, and I, I'm, we should bring that back up, but he's in position. He's actually got, he's on Philipson's wheel, and he starts to gap just a little bit. And on his left, okay, behind him is Caleb Ewing. Caleb comes to the right because the road's shorter that way. And then Caleb comes past him on the right, and then flies to his left, almost takes out Grona Wagon, and then gets up there for uh, third. So Caleb was flying. And I'm going to pick Caleb with that kind of uh, attitude where he's like, uh, do or die, I'll chop you, no problem, and see what happens. If, if this road, if it is, if it's on a raceway and it's so, so wide open, I think Grona Wagon type, maybe a Fapi Jakobsen, uh, where it's just pure power as long as you can go, is going to be more of the winner. Because if it is like that and they start to go too soon, you, you're able to get, you're not going to necessarily have barriers problems. You're going to be able to just fight it out. Uh, so I think Grunewagen or Jakobsen <clears throat> are the ones. But you know what? Philipson, for what it's worth, getting the right lead out, getting the right guys in there, he, uh, he, looks, he looks detrimental. Okay. It's not the song I wanted. So we'll, we'll start over here. So I think tomorrow, folks, uh, maybe we'll do try to do it earlier in the day. I, uh, and then I'm going to continue once again, 7 o'clock uh, p.m., try to get these shows out 7 o'clock every time. Quick 20, 20 30 minutes. Uh, Chris Kurt, send me a message if you want to be on. Other than that, everybody, um, Grunewagen, Caleb Ewing, Jakobsen, I'm going to just name them all. <laughs> I don't know. I think I really think Gronerwagen is the is the one to go. Uh, but uh, my top three are Gronerwagen, Caleb Ewing, and uh, Jakobsen for the for the win. Everybody, uh, Kurt says no. Okay, I don't know what that means. Uh, I'm assuming that Claire said something to him. I know you're talking to me. All right, guys, take care. <laughs>